Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to a very special episode of Let's Ride. I'm your host, Jeff Hartman, senior editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, which, by the way, should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. We literally have everything that you could need for the diehard Steeler fan. Film rooms, roster breakdowns, predictions, you name it. Seriously, you name it. Breaking news, all that stuff. We've got training camp covered. We've got press conferences covered. Injury reports, once they start coming, are going to be covered. Holy cow. BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, if you've never been there or have not been there yet, please make sure that is on your bookmarks as one of your main go-to sites every single morning. But remember, you got to check it multiple times a day. It's not just in the morning. You want to check it maybe morning, midday, and then in the afternoon so you catch everything. And as a part of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, our podcast platform is wherever you get your podcasts. Search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain, subscribe, follow. Do whatever you have to do so that you do not miss a thing. That's not just my Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Let's Ride. That's the Live Mic on Tuesday, the Stat Geek on Thursday, and then all of these new shows, the Steelers Fantasy Fix, the War Room with Matty Peverell, the Ohioans with the Steeler Power Half Hour. We have what Yin's talking about on the cutting room floor with Jeffrey Benedict. It is exciting times here at Behind the Steel Curtain, and I am so happy to be captaining this ship. And I'm so happy also that the Pittsburgh Steelers will finally be playing a game, even though it's meaningless, and even though most of the players that we want to talk about won't even be playing. I'm so excited that there will be something to talk about, some football to talk about. Because I think about last year, in 2020, there was no preseason. And I think that as fans, and I fall into this trap as much as anyone else is probably listening to this, we kind of took preseason for granted, didn't we? And didn't we always just say, well, it's just it's, it's meaningless preseason games. Like, what does it matter? I, I get it. I said the same things. I would be there thinking, this is just pointless football. Why are we doing this? It's the same thing over and over again. 
when in reality, in hindsight's 2020, yeah, I get it. That joke's been said a million times. But still, when you look back and you say, wow, boy, the preseason is something that I actually missed. And I, I think about the 2020 draft class and the players that it, it is a stunner to me that the Steelers, out of the six players they drafted in 2020, every single one of them didn't just make the team eventually, like Antoine Brooks Jr. was cut, signed to the practice squad, then promoted and stayed on the team for the rest of the season, but they all played. They all played in some way, shape, or form. It really was amazing. But I'm excited. I'm excited for this preseason. And it just, you know, we had at my house, my new house, still taking off wallpaper, hate that stuff more than life itself right now. And Dave Schofield, Brian Anthony Davis, we had our annual, and it just happened to be the same exact day, our annual BTSC Summit, as we call it. And it's where we all get together and we kind of break down like, hey, what's going to be happening this season? What's going to be happening this season? And this season, you know, we're able to talk about preseason games, whereas last year, the first game that we actually were able to talk about was week one at the New York Giants, the early game in the Monday Night Football doubleheader. And think about that. Think about how crazy that is. So for me, I'm just excited. I am excited. I'm sure you're excited too. And what I decided to do this week is I'm so excited. I really was thinking about topics to discuss. And we talked about training camp last week and they had some great practices over the weekend. If you missed any of the news coming from those uh, training camp practices, both were padded, by the way, Friday and Saturday were both padded practices back to back. Coach T doing his thing. You know how he does it. Go check out my recap podcast, my training camp recap podcast from Friday and Saturday, only on our audio platform. So wherever you get your podcast, find it, listen to it, and it'll give you all the details from what happened over the weekend. Before I get started on the topic today, though, I have to tell you, boy, what I told Dave and Brian this when they were at my house. I wish they would interview Najee Harris every single week. And the reason why, and they probably will, if, if they're able to be in the locker room, they can. And you think about how last, and I go back to, you know, the Killer Bees. They used to interview Antonio Brown once a week. And yes, that turned into a charade and a fiasco. But I love listening to Najee Harris talk. He's not only candid, he's very articulate, and he he is not hiding any information. If he thinks it, he's going to tell you. If he thinks something can be better, he's going to tell you. And he told a story the other day. It's just kind of a quick sidebar here as to why I love listening to Najee Harris. If you haven't heard this, go check it out. But Najee Harris was talking about the blocking in front of him. He was asked about what's it like to you know not have the starting lineup ahead of you. The players you're going to be playing with are most likely they're not out there. Kevin Dotson hasn't practiced much. Chooks of hasn't. Zach Banner hasn't. And even, uh, you know, they've given Trey Turner some time off. So all these players, it's just been this jumbled up mesh of offensive linemen. And he told a story about how they were running a drill. It was a live tackling drill. And Pat Fryermuth came up to Najee after the play and said, hey, man, I missed my block. I'm, I'm sorry. And he said, look, Pat, like, look, and this is the way he's talking. And he's so articulate, so excitable. You know, he's a young man that's excited to be there. He's a football junkie. He said, Pat, look. Like if you miss your block, man, just don't quit on the play. Go find your next guy and block him. My job is to make the first guy miss. And if I make him miss, that means that you're going to be on a guy blocking down the play. We all make mistakes, Pat. So if next time you miss a block, don't worry about it. 
Go find the next guy and block him. And I heard that. I was like, gosh, I would, I could listen to this kid all day. Just a great, yeah, it just seems like a great pick. I mean, we have yet to see him play. And I'm not sure if we're going to see him play on Thursday when they play the Dallas Cowboys. But I, I, I tell you what, I love this Najee Harris kid. Love him. So I was excited about this upcoming game. We talked about training camp. I said, you know what, let's, let's go about players to watch. I'm going to give you 10 players to watch in this Steelers versus Cowboys Hall of Fame game. Now, I just want to make something very clear. I'm going to give you five offense, five defense, and I'm going to give you players that I feel are going to be playing a significant number of snaps. So you're not going to see Ben Roethlisberger on this list. You're not going to see Cam Hayward or Stephon Tewitt or TJ Watt or Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, You're just not. You probably won't even see Juju Smith-Schuster that much or Deontay Johnson. You're not going to see these players. So they're not going to be on the list. So if you're someone that's like, well, who should I actually be watching for? Who should I actually be saying, okay, when I sit down and watch this game that's nationally televised on Thursday, who are the players that I should be keeping an eye out? Well, let's talk about it. Here we go. Let's start on offense. I think you have to start here. And this is in no particular order, mind you. I just give five players. I just did five players. The first, Kendrick Green. Kendrick Green, the third-round pick from Illinois, he is getting the start at center. What do you want to look for when you're watching a center? The first thing and the most obvious thing and the most glaring issue that can happen with a center are bad snaps. And if there's a bad snap, that's a problem. That's a really, really big problem. And it's a problem that Kendrick Green has had multiple times so far this training camp. He and Ben Roethlisberger have had some botched snaps. Roethlisberger's been able to handle a couple wild snaps in the shotgun. Uh, but still, they're, they're still ironing out some kinks. I am not here to tell you that Kendrick Green's awful, uh, that Kendrick Green can't do the job. We just want to see what he can do when he has someone opposite him that's not wearing black and gold. So Kendrick Green also, keep an eye on Kendrick Green's mobility. Kendrick Green is considered and was considered, and I still think is, the was the most athletic center in this past draft class in 2021. And even more athletic than players that were drafted well above him in the second round. So when you look at when you're watching Kendrick Green, if the snaps are fine, keep an eye on him on the interior. On run plays, do they pull him like they used to pull Marquise Pouncey when he was younger? Does he get to that second level? Um, how physical is he? Is he bringing that nastiness? Those are all things you can watch for Kendrick Green. Next is another rookie, fourth round pick, Dan Moore Jr. Tackle. He is a guy that's been kind of feisty in training camp. He's gotten into a couple scuffles, we'll put it that way. One with um, Isaiah Bugs, which was no surprise. Isaiah Bugs on Shannon White, who wrote for the writes for the website, wrote a great article last week about how Isaiah Bugs has always been a fighter, not so much uh, you know literally, but figuratively. And so for him, you know, you're looking at this, you're like, okay, Dan Moore Jr., he's got a little chip, even though it's on Isaiah Bugs. Then he went after Cam Hayward. Now, that's not the smartest decision ever. In terms of business decisions, that wasn't the best decision. But I want to see Dan Moore Jr. Is he quality depth at tackle, or is he just another developmental project? That's what I want to see. If he could turn out to be a guy that could be the extra tight end, if they do that, mind you, that was a Randy Feetner thing. Matt Canada might say, I'm never putting an offensive lineman unless we're in a goal line short yarded situation. You will never see an extra tackle on the field. Okay, that's great. 
But if if Dan Moore is going to be quality depth, or is he just going to be another guy that's going to be inactive every week and they're going to keep him on the roster because they want to see what he can do? I don't know. But he's going to get a lot of playing time on Thursday night. So keep an eye out for Big Dan. And that is his nickname. Not, not Dan McCullers, Big Dan Moore Jr. You should know where I'm going to go with this next player by now. And that is none other than Dwayne Haskins. I am excited to see what Dwayne Haskins can bring to the table. I talked about this in my recap on Saturday. All of a sudden, it seems as if the Steelers, now Dave Schofield, we talked about this when he was at my house. He kind of disagreed and said, remember, Mike Tomlin, all he talks about is getting his team ready for the Hall of Fame game, the players that are going to play the most. I am going to be really excited, not just to see what Dwayne Haskins can do from a quarterback standpoint, but I want to see how the Steelers handle the quarterback position. Does Mason Rudolph even play on Thursday night in Canton, Ohio, or is it just Mason? I'm sorry, or is it just Dwayne Haskins and Joshua Dobbs? That's a really good question that I'm excited to see. Also, if they play Mason Rudolph, how quickly do they insert Haskins? The real telling, the telling part of this preseason will not just be in this game. Because like I said, in this game, there are no starters. If there are, they're very few. It's going to be in the second game, the third game, and the fourth game, mainly the second and third. Where do they insert Haskins? And then let's also not forget it also, a big player, a big component of all this is how does Haskins play? Is he going to show flashes of what has been mainly reported as a very positive training camp, or is he going to show signs of how he played for Washington? Is he going to have a tendency to turn the ball over? Is he a little bit more mobile? Can he understand and run the offense? All signs point to yes so far, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's exactly what's going to happen. So Dwayne Haskins is on my list for obvious reasons. Next, I go with a player that in 2020 was drafted, and he did not have a preseason. He did not have anything other than virtual rookie minicamps, virtual OTAs, virtual mandatory minicamp, and it wasn't until training camp that he actually got his first taste of NFL action. He had signs, and, and there were moments where you could just see the potential coming from this player. It just seemed like he could never put it all together. It almost seemed like sometimes... His eyes got so big and his feet got so excited that he tripped and fell on his face. If you don't know who I'm talking about by now, it's Anthony McFarland, the running back. Just recently reported at training camp he busted a 40-yard touchdown run. He is lightning in a bottle. The problem was last season is that, like I said, nothing ever came together. I'm excited for him to get quality repetitions. You can't, I, I'm sorry, but I am not buying into this fat, this theory that just because he played some snaps in 2020 as a rookie that he is somehow seasoned as a football player. No. In my opinion, this is like the second half of his rookie season. Unless you're Chase Claypool or Alex Highsmith, who played significant snaps, and I would even throw Kevin Dotson into that category, these players are still learning about the NFL game. It's just the way that it is. And so because of the situation in 2020, I'm really excited to see what Anthony McFarlane brings. Does he bring a different dynamic? Does he bring that third down back or change of pace back that fans are hoping for? Or is it not so much, is it really not that great? And what what we're going to see is just another running back that has speed but can't really hit the hole. We don't know. We don't know. We haven't seen it. 
we'll see if hopefully we can see uh, what's going to happen with Anthony McFarlane, the former University of Maryland Terrapin. In the final and the fifth on offense, I'm going to go with second-round pick from Penn State, tight end Pat Fryermuth. Fryermuth has been getting rave reviews as a pass catcher. We know he's athletic. We know he can run routes. We know he can catch the football. Everyone has heard the statistic where every single time his senior season that he was targeted in the red zone with a catchable pass, he caught the ball. This is not breaking news, and this is not anything that anyone would say, wow, I didn't realize Fryermuth can catch the ball like this. No, this is what he does. The question is, can he block at the NFL level? That's the question. Can he block at the NFL level? He's going to be tested. He was abused in backs-on-backers drills on more than once. Just on Saturday, they did the open field linebacker on tight end, and Alex Highsmith had his way with him on more than one account. He has work to do in that arena. I think he can learn. I think he can improve. But Pat Fryermuth, I'm actually looking forward to just seeing him play. How fluid does he look? Does he look, uh, Yeah, they used to call him Baby Gronk. I, that's, I'm not putting that on anybody. But at the same time, I'm watching him. And how, how does he look like he's kind of gotten acclimated to the NFL and to the NFL game? And so we shall see. So those are my five offensive players. So get out your pen and paper and write these down. Players to watch, according to Jeff Hartman. Kendrick Green, center. Dan Moore, junior, tackle. Quarterback Dwayne Haskins. Uh, running back Anthony McFarland and Pat Fryermuth, tight end. Out of those, three out of the five are rookies. That shouldn't surprise, surprise anyone. They're going to see a lot of playing time on Thursday in Canton, Ohio. What about the defense? And what about some honorable mention players? We'll talk about that right after this break. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride. I'm your host, Jeff Hartman, and I am the senior editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and we have just got done talking about the offensive side of the football, players to watch, and I know it might be early. It's Monday. The game's not still Thursday. You're probably thinking, Jeff, isn't this a little too early? I don't think so. I don't think so. This is one of the few games that there's not going to be much guesswork in terms of who plays. We know Ben Roethlisberger's not going to play. We know that a lot of the defensive superstars are not going to play. Why? Because they don't have to play. There's no need for them to play. Why go out there and risk injury when you don't have to? The Steelers are fortunate that they have four preseason games this year, while everyone else outside of Dallas has three. So the Steelers actually can run what every NFL team knew but back in 2019 was a typical preseason. They can have this first game, this Hall of Fame game, as just a 
as a, basically a chance for rookies and young players to get reacclimated to the NFL game or to get them repetitions. And then in the second week, which is week one, they'll be able to kind of get some of their starters to knock some rust off. Week three will probably be uh, seen as the final dress rehearsal. And then that final week is only when they shut things down. They play almost the same exact roster that they did in the first week. That is the luxury the Steelers have. And so this is one of the few times that we're going to be able to say, okay, these players aren't playing, so here's who you should watch. So I already went over the offense. Go back and listen in case you missed it. But here are the defensive players that I'm excited to watch on Thursday night against the Dallas Cowboys. First and foremost, I think cornerback James Pierre has to be on most people's minds by now. If you've been paying attention to training camp, let me rephrase that. If you've been been paying attention all offseason, we can go all the way back to last season. At the very end, it was James Pierre who was playing over top of Justin Lane. And he was playing, Justin Lane got hurt, and James Pierre played, and he was the gunner, and he never let any position go. If he was on the field, he never relinquished that role. And so that carried over into the offseason. OTAs, James Pierre's name was being brought up. Mandatory minicamp, James Pierre's name was being brought up so much so that the media requested to interview him. And he was probably sitting there thinking, why are they interviewing me? They know what they're seeing, and they're seeing a kid that, and I say kid on purpose, a second-year player, who is showing serious signs of being a playmaker. Now we go into training camp, and he is continuing to make his name known. So much so that when the Steelers started out in seven shots, their typical training camp drill to start this, start their training camp practice, they put the ball at the two-yard line. You get seven plays from the two in. And it was they started out, James Pierre was on the outside, Cam Sutton was on the slot. Think about that. I want to see what James Pierre can do when he's actually on the field for a significant amount of time. He's not going up against Dak Prescott. I know that. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. It doesn't matter who the receiver is. It just matters that he's out there making plays. He's in the right spot. He's taking advantage of opportunities, tackling well. I'm excited to see what James Pierre can do because if he can actually play a really good brand of football, and they trust him enough to put him opposite Joe Hayden, then my goodness, their secondary just got a whole lot better. Now Cam Sutton doesn't have to play on the outside. Cam Sutton can play in the slot. Cam Sutton can play in the dime. They have so much versatility now if that can happen. And for James Pierre, a big stepping stone is coming up on Thursday. The next is another defensive back, and I say defensive back for a reason. Another 2020 rookie who... I felt like probably would have made the team straight out the gate if he would have had a preseason. He did not have that luxury. Antoine Brooks Jr., I was absolutely stunned when this former University of Maryland Terrapin was the first to get a shot at Mike Hilton's nickel slot position. All reports from camp are that he has lost weight, he's in better shape, he's faster, that means that his coverage ability is better. I remember when he was coming out of college, everyone said, six-round pick, mind you, Everyone said that this is a guy that plays the line of scrimmage, the line of scrimmage great. He tackles well. He's your typical box safety. Well, now you're thinking about, okay, well, what does Mike Hilton do well? He played the box well. He could also cover. He could also blitz. Antoine Brooks can do those, and if he's in better shape and he improved his coverage skills, he could fill that role. He could fill that role, so that'll be interesting. We'll be, I will be really anxious to see how he does when he's given. Now he was injured a little bit. He did get banged up. I believe he did return to practice, so maybe that'll dictate how much playing time he has. But he can get 
as much playing time as possible. If he's smart, he's telling coaches, give, give me on the field, and I don't want to come off. I don't want to come off the field. I want to get this. I want to prove that this is my job, and I'm not going to let it go for Arthur Millette or anyone else. So Antoine Brooks Jr. is definitely on my list. Third player, Ulysses Gilbert III, UG3, brimming with potential. Uh, Jerry Olsavsky, the inside linebackers coach, met with media this past week, and he talked about UG3, and he just said that you know he, he's so athletic, he's so talented, but he has to put it all together. He has to be, he has to be, you know, willing to take the hit and the beating. He's he's been injured for the first two seasons of his career. Could this be the year that he finds a role? I, I'd said this before on this show, and I'll say it again. When Vince Williams suddenly announced his retirement, just announced his retirement and said, "I'm done, I'm not playing anymore." Several players benefited from that decision. Like it or not, that's just how it is. One of those players was Robert Spillane. Another one was Marcus Allen. Another one was UG3. Ulysses Gilbert III had, has, now has an opportunity to not just make the team, but if he can prove that he can play and stay healthy and be that sideline-to-sideline player, imagine how athletic the inside linebacker duo would be with UG3 and Devin Bush standing next to one another. I, I got to be honest, it leaves me kind of speechless when I think about it. It would almost be a dream scenario for the Pittsburgh Steelers defense to have those two types of players on the field. But I honestly don't require UG3 to be that every down starter. That's not how the Steelers utilize their defenders. Devin Bush is that every down starter. They just need some versatility. Robert Spillane's great. I'm not saying he's not, but I also don't think he is the answer to just play every single snap. They need someone else that can come in and play a different style of football. And in my opinion, that's UG3. Robert Spillane has limitations. UG3 has limitations. I feel like they cancel the other out. What Robert Spillane does well is what UG3 struggles with and vice versa. So if UG3 can play well in the preseason, he can stay healthy, he can make the team, prove his worth not just on the defensive side of the ball, but also on special teams, that will only make the Steelers' defense that much better. But if it doesn't work out, it goes right into the next player on my list, and that is Buddy Johnson, fourth-round pick out of Texas A&M. And he's a player that everyone just says, hey, you know, it's going to take him a year or two. He's probably going to be pretty good. He's a tackling machine, probably going to be a special teams demon the first few years. I always think about those comments, and I always think, well, what if that's not what this player is going to do? Everyone wants to say, well, he's probably going to play special teams. He's probably just going to be allocated to doing this. He's probably not going to be able to do that, what, until he does? And that's the way I look at it. I look at it and say, who am I to say what Buddy Johnson can do at the NFL level, number one, and with the Pittsburgh Steelers asking him to do whatever they want him to do? Who am I to say what he can and cannot do? I want to see what he can do. Then, and I, to be honest with you, Buddy Johnson's going to play a ton unless he gets hurt, unless there's an injury that we don't know about. He's going to play a lot, and I think you're going to be, you're going to see whether he is ready or not. Some rookies, and he's a fourth round pick. I understand that that's not, you know, that's that's a that's a pretty high draft pick. You expect him to be able to come in and contribute in some way, shape, or form. I want to see Buddy Johnson just on the screen. I want him to splash on the screen. One of those players that you just, my gosh, every time he's out there, he, he's around the football. He's making a play. He's making a tackle. That's the kind of player I want with Buddy Johnson. 
That's the kind of player I want with my inside linebackers. I want them all the way, all, always around the football, showing athleticism, tracking down the ball carrier, just relentless in pursuit. That's what I want. That's what I want to see. That's why he's on the list. And here's the last one. The fifth defender that I think fans should be excited for or watch is Quincy Roche, six-round draft pick. Q from the U, as Dave Schofield called him. He's from the University of Miami, formerly of uh, Temple. He's a pass rusher. I want to see what he can do as a pass rusher. The reason why I say that is that outside of Bob Labriola, who is the editor at Steelers Digest and Steelers.com, he, uh, in it on Saturday, after practice, they, he and Missy Matthews were doing their post-game, post-practice wrap-up, and he talked about how Quincy Roche has been showing great signs of, of pass-rushing skills and a prowess, and he's very finished, so to speak, in terms of his skill set. He was the only person I have heard talk about that. I haven't heard any reports of Quincy Roche. None until that. Well, guess what, Quincy Roche? No one talked about Tuzar Skipper either until he got in on the, on the preseason games and he just got sack after sack after sack, and then he would get the ball, would, would find his way to him. Now, all of a sudden, you can't help but talk about him. So Quincy Roche might not be getting the premier repetitions in practice. He might not be getting the best matchups for the backs on backers drill. People might not be keying on a six-round draft pick. And I say people, I'm talking about the media. They might not be keying on a six-round draft pick saying, let's see what this Quincy Roche can do. No, he might have to wait until the exhibition games to get out there and show what he can do. So Quincy Roche might be doing it against second, third, fourth, fifth string tackles. It doesn't matter. You have to put your best foot forward. You have to show out. And Quincy Roche is someone to keep an eye on. So those five defenders, James Pierre, cornerback, Antoine Brooks Jr., defensive back, cornerback slash safety, Ulysses Gilbert III, linebacker, linebacker Buddy Johnson, and outside linebacker slash edge rusher Quincy Roche. Now, there were some players that I had as honorable mention. The reason I had them as honorable mention is not because there's some type of honorable mention category here. It's that I'm not sure if they're going to play. If they do play, they're not going to play much at all. So like Najee Harris. If Najee, I wouldn't be shocked if Najee Harris plays at all. But if he does, I don't think it's going to be much. Maybe a series. So keep an eye out for that. The same could be for the said about the next two players. Offensive guard Trey Turner. He's new to the program, banged up all last season for the Chargers. They probably want to see what he can do. But if it is, if he if, if they rest him, I'm not going to be upset. And the same with Melvin Ingram, outside linebacker. If they do give them some reps, it's not going to be a ton. So keep an eye out early for these players if you want to get a glimpse of what they can do. Now, the receiving core... You're talking about Juju, Deontay Johnson, uh, Chase Claypool, uh, Ray Ray McLeod, James Washington. They can't rest everybody. So I'm, ex- I'm expecting to see a lot of James Washington here. I think that he is someone that can continue to improve. He's in the final year of his rookie contract. He really needs to play well. And then Cam Sutton. How do they utilize him? Is he out there with the starters? If he is, is he in the slot? Is he in the nickel? Um, is he in the dime? What's Is he outside? Who knows? Is Joe Hayden even going to play? We'll see. And then lastly, oh my gosh, save the best for last, right? You're probably sitting there thinking, Jeff, how, how do you do a whole podcast talking about players to watch and you didn't name the best one of all? Well, folks, mind you, we did an offense category. We did a defense category. And now let's save the best for last with the special teams category. None other than my boy, Presley, big press, Harvin the third, Presley Harvin the third. Everyone's saying, boy, these, these guys are battling. 
these guys are battling. That scares me to death to hear them say that. Oh, Jordan Berry, Presley Harvin, they're they're battling. I want to see Presley Harvin not just show the big leg, show some touch and finesse, downing balls inside the red zone. I want to see him do a good job holding. Uh, Joe Rudder of the Pittsburgh Tribune Review had a really good report the other day. Uh, They did kicks between the two kickers, Sam Sloman and Chris Boswell. Punters were holding for both. There were three misses total. Two of them were when uh, Harvin was holding. One of them was when Barry was holding. So keep that in mind. You have to keep an eye out for this kid. We all want, well, I can't say we all want. I want Jordan Barry off the team. And if I have Jordan Barry's going to be off the team, Presley Harvin's going to have to outkick him when it counts. Just because he was drafted in the seventh round doesn't guarantee him a roster spot. Keep that in mind. I have to tell myself that sometimes. All right, folks, that does it. So those 10 players, keep an eye out. Get your pens and pads out. Go back and listen if you have to. Those 10 players are players you're going to want to keep an eye on. They're going to play a lot this Thursday. I'm going to be back on Wednesday talking about expectations for this Pittsburgh Steelers team as well as answering your questions. So find me on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. I'm excited for this game. I'm sure you are too. Stick with BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Also, wherever you get your podcasts, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain so that you do not miss a thing. That's it, folks. Have a great – I hope you have a great start to your week. I'll be back on Wednesday talking all things Pittsburgh Steelers. In the meantime, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great day. Go Steelers. Here we go. Every night